What is going on, everybody? Wake up this morning. What's going on? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. I'm back on my podcast, Vitamin Sports. You take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. I'm about to talk about the Hall of Fame. I'm about to talk about the real requirements, the real eye test, the real knowledge and understanding of what it means to be a Hall of Famer. First, first question I got is, what does it take to become a Hall of Famer? Do you have to have numbers? Were you an impactful player when you played? Were you better than the players that's in the Hall of Fame at your position? Let's break that down. When I look at the Hall of Fame, there are two Hall of Fames that stand out to me, baseball and football. With football, it's like, yo, you got to be remembered as an all-time great player. Like, there's no drop-off in your game. And you have to boost it up with Pro Bowls, All Pros, and sometimes even a Super Bowl. Like, I talked to my insider, and me and my insider came up with the conclusion, like, if you're not above the measuring stick of certain players that's not in, then you shouldn't get in over them. Like, I think Dick Buckus is the measuring stick for me as far as linebackers. If you're not better than Dick Buckus or had a better career than Dick Buckus, then you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Um, also, uh, for as far as position, me, I think, as far as a QB, it should be Steve McNair. If you had a better career than Steve McNair, then you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. So it should be like... Stuff like that. I'm waiting for them to put in uh, Steve Nair and Dick Buckus because I think those two guys are all-time great. I still don't think the guys, some of the guys in there, like some guys say, shouldn't be in there. Um, Do you have better numbers? There are two things I don't lie, tape and numbers. You can't fool people when they watch tape because they have tape on you throughout your entire career, high school, college. That's where I think certain analysts depict on certain players their pros and cons. And it goes to show you, like, wow, okay, I'm going to give you a player. Um, I want to say the receiver from Baylor. His pros might be he got decent speed, quickness, um, but his, his cons might be Contested catches or catches, period. Not if I'm gonna give you Bashar Perriman. Good, a great example. Speed, straight line speed, quickness, able to get in and out of his routes. But the dude had no hands, couldn't catch a cold, and that's why for that draft he probably was maybe the second best receiver. Nobody, no receiver in that draft should have went in the first round, let alone second or third, maybe in fourth, fifth. But that's why it's so so important to watch tape and look at the numbers. Um, were they, were you an impactful player when you played? So when you play, you put your you put you you solidified yourself in the game. Like for example, teams had to really prepare for you. Like yo, like. If you see this player, you better watch him. Like Tom Brady had written on his uh, wristband, 
always find where 20 is, meaning Ed Reed. Um, another thing, too, is Bill Belichick. When they played against the Ravens, he always had a plan for Terrell Suggs, Ray Lewis, and Ed Reed. Know where those guys are. It's like a chess match, and vice versa. Always read, sit on certain things. Yeah, Ed Reed put on put the uh, put his game. I uh, put his initials on the game, meaning he changed. He revolutionized the safety position. He showed you as a safety that's short, that had the speed, had the power, had the hands. Basically, he definitely was a center fielder. Like you, he made you fear to throw the ball deep. If the ball hanging in the air too long, there's a slight chance Ed Reed can come down with it. Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis showed you that you ain't running the ball through the middle without getting without getting a bus ticket or a toll ticket. Same thing with um, Warren Sapp and uh, uh, Brooks and Brooks. Same thing. John Lynch, they made everything. The Tampa 2, they made sure everything came to John Lynch as the receivers. So you're going to have to take a bus ticket, a toll, and a fare. So those guys, those guys that I named are guys that solidify themselves in the game. Now, you can't speak about the NFL without talking about those guys. Especially at the safety position, you got to mention John Lynch. You got to mention Ed Reed. At the linebacker, Derek Brooks, you got to mention Derek Brooks. You got to mention Ray Lewis. At D tackle, you got to mention um, Warren Sapp. And outside edge D line, you got to mention T Sizzle. When you solidify yourself in the game, they, your name always comes up, and they don't really hesitate when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Now, they might critique your play, saying, is it really worthy? But I'm going to use him as an example. When you, Terrell says, when you're a two-time Super Bowl champion, a defensive player of the year, a rookie of the year, uh, I mean, defensive rookie of the year, not to mention double-digit sacks in multiple seasons, not to mention he's a part of the 100, 100 sack club. Oh, yeah, he's a bona fide gold jacket. Bona fide gold jacket. He has 139 sacks. Slap that man with a gold jacket. So, yeah, you have to be impactful. Deion Sanders, impactful. Devin Hester. See, the thing about Devin Hester is they don't really value special teams like that, returners like that, from from what I'm told. But he definitely impacted his game because he made you not want to kick it to him. He made you really sit down and plan for him, saying, yo, whatever 23 is, I'm pretty sure it's a deep ball. Or whatever 23 is on special teams, do not kick it to him. And uh, I think uh, Tony Dungy learned that lesson in the Super Bowl. He thought it was all hype. Yeah, nah, it wasn't all hype. You kicked it to him the first play of the game. He scored off the, the Bears scored off that game. Hell, if the Bears had a decent quarterback, they probably would have won that Super Bowl. But, you know, things happen. Um... I would say, yeah, you have to be an impactful player to really stand out, to get the Hall of Fame to even look in the direction. Those two things so far, do you have the numbers? Were you an impactful player? And I mean multiple seasons, not just one season, unless you broke up. 
enormous record. You have to have those two things. And then the last thing, were you better than the players that played in the Hall of Fame at your position? Now, when it comes to, like, receiver, it's hard because no player is better than the top three players in the Hall of Fame at receiver. Jerry Rice, T.O., and Randy Moss. None, no, nobody's better than that. Nobody, nobody so far has the numbers that equate to that other than uh, Larry Fitzgerald. And it's going to be hard for receivers to get in, especially guys that had those numbers. I think the bare minimum would probably be Calvin Johnson numbers. But he played a short career, but he was impactful in his career. And he had the numbers in that time frame to back it up. A single-season receiving record, double-digit touchdowns, receptions. Yeah. So I think the bare minimum for receivers will be Calvin Johnson's, and then the upper echelons will be for a gold jacket. Minimum, yeah, it would be Calvin Johnson. The upper echelon, without a doubt, would definitely be those guys, those top three guys. If you ain't better than those top three guys, then, yeah, you ain't getting in. You ain't getting first ballot. Even though T.O. didn't get first ballot, everybody knows he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He played against, He played with the guy that's the best receiver of all time, and even he had to tip his hat off. Even players that's in the Hall of Fame at different positions had to tip their hat off. Like, if you got a plan against a guy and he's that instructed, like, T.O. could take a slant and turn it into a touchdown. Same thing with the other other two guys. Those guys can take a slant and turn it into a touchdown. They may not have, like, the 4-3 speeds or the, I think the only one that has a 4-3 or 4-4 speed. I think the highest speed was probably Randy Moss. But all those guys had potential to hit their head on the goalposts. They had real game speed. But you have to have those three requirements for for real, for real to have. when I look at the Hall of Fame in order to really stand out. Now the Hall of Fame will put some people in there from the past. Cause you'll see guys that's black and white outlines on you like, damn man, guy old as hell. But at the time, his numbers stand out so significantly, you be like, oh, okay. And then you got guys that's in the Hall of Fame that say, well, my guy should be in there too. Like I've heard Warren Sapp said, uh, Frank Gore should be in there over Terrell Davis. And I'm saying, son, what are you smoking? TD was doing things in a short game. I think they had, what, about less games played? He went from like 1,100 to like, I mean, they like 1,100, then 17, then 2,000. Not to mention, he was winning MVPs, he was winning Super Bowls. So, yeah, he, I don't, just because Frank Gore had played longevity doesn't mean he was better than that. If you can't really. People can name 30 running backs better than Frank Gore. Like, all-time great running backs for, like, for my generation would be LT and LaDamian Thompson. And, you know, the same person. LT and Adrian Peterson. Other than that, there are guys that hit and then miss. 
I think if Derrick Henry keep going, uh, keep doing what he's doing and stand healthy, he'll get a gold jacket. He'll definitely get a gold jacket. But for him, he still got a long way to go. And his prime is slowly declining. So, yeah, then I got another question. Um, Another thing. The Hall of Fame of Very Good versus the Hall of Fame of, you know, Hall of Fame. The Hall of Very Good and then versus the Hall of Fame. I heard Skip Bales talk about this a couple of times. You know, there are players that are good that should be in the Hall of Very Good, like Ocho Senko, um, Brandon Marshall, um, Jamal Lewis, uh, London Fletcher. You know, guys are very good, but just didn't have that that moment. Like, what was that defining moment that really stand out to you? Um, for me, every moment of Ocho Singles career, but it's just his numbers don't back up of all the moments he had. That's why I put him in the Hall of Very Good. Same thing with B. Marshall. He had games where he went off, but he had that moment to be like, yo, what the hell? It's B. Marshall out there. Same thing with Fred Taylor. Same thing for Chris Johnson. They had moments, but their numbers don't really back up. Same thing with Reggie. Reggie numbers are so low, but Reggie had moments where you was like, yo, when he went to the Dolphins, he had a thousand yards. When he went to the um Detroit, he had a thousand yards. So Frank Gore might be in the Hall of Fame. He might go to the Hall of Fame eventually. But as of right now, put him in the Hall of Very Good. Um like uh when I look at Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch, he has a lot of moments. But I think what will pass up on him is because his numbers are not flashy. He has 10,000 yards and I think like 80-something touchdowns. So that just doesn't scream out Hall of Fame. But he'll get into – he won't be first ballot, but he'll get in. You got to have those moments that stand out to the eye to say like, yo – when he played, he was phenomenal. Like, I can give you another guy. Um, what's another guy? Like, I have questions about some of the people that's in there now. Like, um, what's a guy that's in there that has a moment, that had a lot of moments? Like, people will say, uh, Junior Element should be in. Mm, not really. Yeah, he had a lot of moments in the Super Bowl, but what did he do during the regular season? Was he thought of as the best best receiver when he played? Not really. See, Cooper Cup got moments in the postseason and in the regular season. So if he continued to do great things in the postseason and the regular season, he will get a gold jacket because he's won what? Triple crowner, offensive player of the year, and Super Bowl champion has never been done before. Uh, Steve Smith Sr., triple crowner. <clears throat> he had his moments. Eventually, he'll get in. Uh, he did, uh, he passed up on a lot of people. I think if he had a Super Bowl, he would have been got in. See, Super Bowl sometimes boost up your resume of what you achieved. 
Um, like, all right, let me break it down to y'all. When it comes to certain positions, you have to have certain awards. People say Pro Bowls don't matter. Yes, they do. Pro Bowls matter. Pro Bowls definitely matter. But what really matters for certain positions is all pros. Because the more all pros you have, the more recognition players, more people recognize you. Then you'll get into put into that all decades team because you have so many Pro Bowls and you dominated on that era. So that all decade team definitely plays a part too. So like if this was the requirements for basketball, yeah, some of them people in the basketball hall of fame would not make it. That's why a lot of people sleep on the basketball hall of fame. They were like, you think like, I'm gonna be honest, y'all. Trey uh T Mac wouldn't make it. Vince Carter wouldn't make would have made it. Certain guys in the Hall of Fame wouldn't wouldn't have made it. Like, I don't even think I think it would probably be like mm, Chris Bosch wouldn't have made it, I don't think. Nah. Um who else? I don't think y'all mean would have made it either. AI would have made it. Shaq would have made it. Kobe would have made it. Tim Duncan would have made it. Uh, KG would have made it. Ray Allen would have made it. D-Wade. Um, um, I, I think maybe Melo would probably be the measuring stick if he wins a championship. Maybe Melo would probably be the measuring stick. I don't think Mono. I don't know. I can't speak on the Basketball Hall of Fame because there's so many players in that don't belong in there. Uh, but, yeah, I think the NFL sometimes – I think the NFL should stop trying to trying to put certain things in there, like official. Why is there official in there? So what's next? Y'all going to put a broadcast in there? The only broadcaster that should ever be in there is <laughs> Jimmy Johnson Jr. and uh, John Madden. John Madden should be in the Hall of Fame. Because he was a coach, a Super Bowl winning coach, not to mention he created the greatest football game of all time. And he's a great announcer of all time. His voice, his presence just made you want to go out there and showcase your skills. So the Hall of Fame in football has came a long way, but I think there are certain milestones, certain players certain milestones that certain, uh, that the Hall of Fame should set above them. Um, but, yeah, man, I want to thank God and my family and everybody that support me, man. We got some new things coming out soon, so stay tuned. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson, Jr. This is Vibe Sports. See you.